Yes, we have it. All right. Okay, we are in business. <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit of tef- technical difficulties. I'm on the wrong side of 30. Wow. We're not that far off from each other. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good, honestly. Just the usual. Um, trying to just, uh, you know, work uh, in the system and uh, finish my school. And, uh, yeah, it works. So, usual stuff. How about you, buddy? How have you been? Man, just had a little bit of a getaway with uh, a few friends in the Poconos. We just uh, quarantined together by a lake uh, kind of near Blue Mountain. But it was uh, quite interesting being up there. I was in, like, redneck paradise. It was awesome. That must have been an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, a little bit of a soggy brain today, but I'm ready to talk some conspiracies. So, uh, yeah, man, let's jump into it. Absolutely, man. So I think what you and I decided to talk about on this one, on our special episode, is uh, – Something that's actually prevalent to uh, to our lives today, honestly, and it's something that's only gained some traction and notice more so now than before. Uh, where you end up with chemicals in the food and the water, you know. So you're talking about GMOs, right? Uh, a little bit about GMOs, but I'm also talking about um, atrazine leaking into the uh, into the water supply. Um, for those that don't know, atrazine is a herbicide. And it gets used fairly frequently on uh, on uh, corn, on crops, and things like that. And uh, there's a 2011 article in Scientific American that I dug up a little bit before I called you. And it talks about how women ended up with irregular periods, uh, greater chance of miscarriages, things of that sort, because of that. And they didn't really realize it until much later. Now, is and this happening it, in, like, major cities, or is it more just in, like, farm territory? Uh, it is happening more in... Uh, Slightly more in farm territory, but to be quite honest, it can happen in both because, you know, even in within the cities, they've done tests of the uh, of the waters in uh, places like Philly, New York City, um, a few other cities, and they found highly elevated uh, uh, levels of antidepressants and birth control in the uh, in the water. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. But people crazy. just flushing their drugs or. Yeah, yeah, it's because everybody like flushes their pills down the toilet, and then it just gets to the uh, just, uh, you know it gets recycled and doesn't get filtered out. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'm always like, uh, I see, I'm somewhere some, with with my background. You know, my mom is a pharmaceutical engineer. I'm studying mechanical engineering. I have like a decent amount of science background. You know, I've read a lot. You know, I have an interest in it, and you know, I'm definitely still a skeptic. You know, I'm I'm obviously you know I'm on a uh, I'm on a podcast about conspiracy, so obviously I do believe there's a lot of lies that we're being told, but it doesn't necessarily believe, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I actually will believe anything. And I must say, I'm actually, why I'm so excited about this podcast is because um, I actually, this is one of the ones that you're going to have to convince me on a little bit more. So like, you know, I was actually a booster for, I was like a, uh, I was a lab rat for the, well, I was one of the first people to get a vaccine for chickenpox, um, you know, so I'm, I'm not anti-vax per se. You know, I definitely think there's like, you know, I'm open to the idea of uh, there being a lot of greed involved in it. And I'm sure, you know, it, nothing would surprise me at this point. So like if if vaccines actually aren't doing anything, I'd be like, you know what? OK, it's not like I knew for sure. Um, you know, I think the science community can be lied to and can be duped, as you can see with like 9-11, the NIST report. But um yeah, no, so uh, anyways, but uh, take it away. Yeah, no, so we'll maybe we'll first start with uh, some of the things in the water and then move to GMOs a little bit. 
Absolutely. No. And I, I agree completely. And I'll, I'll, you know, for anybody who thinks I'm, you know, far off the deep end, I got vaccinated as a child. Uh, we're um, definitely off the deep end, bud. Oh yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, I did get vaccinated as a child as well. I'm more of a vaccine skeptic. Yeah. Um, okay. So whereas in the, the sense either. that, yeah, we're on the same page with regards to that. Uh, I am open to the possibility. However, given the profit, profit motive in, um, in our healthcare system, I'm highly skeptical, more so now than ever before. So going back to the uh, water um, in uh, the chems in the water, it uh, it's something troubling to realize that a large portion of our population is drinking, you know, tap water from the city, and you would think it's you know filtered. And you I think actually the water just filled up. My, I just filled up my water bottle with Philly water, so. <laughs> Oh man, hope you have a Brita filter. All right, I'll be dumber by the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny too. You know, there's like a joke that you know when people come to Philadelphia, they're like, you know, like, man, like what's in the water? Why are these people acting so weird? So I think that's funny, but uh, no, sorry, take it away. You're talking no, about no, the, uh, actually like th- there's probably some truth in the joke. Honestly, um, you know, you found uh, highly elevated um, levels again of irregular periods in you know, women in the Midwest. And, you know, the reason that's important is because, you know, again, the food and water affect deeply how, how we live, how we, how we eat affects how we live. And the problem with the chemicals in the food and the water, and especially with the hormones in, uh, you know, certain beef and, uh, and chicken and milk and things of that nature, is that sure, it'll make you bigger and stronger if you eat a lot of it. But at the same time, it's, it, you know, it's, artificial sustainment you know if they're not growing at their natural regular healthy rate they're becoming you know toxic if you will because the constant amounts of hormones in order to feed our you know insatiable need if you will yeah um, no and i think also too it's like you know uh, food as we know it has people are eating new food like you know we like yeah. people couldn't genetically modify food prior to what like the like the 40s or 50s the 50s probably before it really started happening widespread and you know i'm not here to say you know that's like the reason why there's so there's obviously a lot more cases of cancer but like you know people eating more fast food you know our health our lifestyle is much more unhealthy nowadays um absolutely but i think that's definitely one of the elements the one one of the elements to it but um yeah so say the name of the uh the the stuff that's going in the water that you're saying that's messing up people's uh, uh, hormonal systems. Uh, atrazine, A T R A Z I N E. It atrazine. is a uh, is a pesticide uh, used mainly in corn, mainly in crops, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were uh, I can't recall the exact study, but I remember there was a study where it had a uh, you know spoken about changing the sex, if you will, of uh, frogs in certain. Uh, areas of water and uh you know i i i'd have to pick that up or maybe you could if you're on your yeah uh, sure wait say that again what am i what am i looking for home so basically you're looking for anything that talks about like preferably a study that talks about like atrazine and sex change of frogs atrazine frogs oh yeah first thing comes up all right atrazine frogs uh restricted herbicide uh oh so it's restricted uh Used primarily on crops and around the home and can be purchased and applied only by certified applicators. Certified, all right. Um, the herbicide also lowers the level of male hormones, testosterone, and sexually mature fr- male frogs by a factor of 10 to lower levels than those normal in female frogs. Thanks. Yeah. 
It's probably not good for humans either. Not at all, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm curious if that's where the whole, you know, Alex Jones meme where they're turning the frogs gay. I'm wondering if that's where that came from, but uh, okay. who knows. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of shocking, even if it's happening to frogs and things like that. It's just you know you're thinking about pesticides basically leaking into into the water. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, you've got city water and people drink you know, need water to live or water to drink, and it's a troubling scenario that we've ended up with, you know, pesticides in the water, or we've ended up with people dumping their medication in the toilet, and then it just gets flushed back out to the, the overall water system. And again, it, it wreaks havoc on your hormonal system. Um, and as you just said with the frogs, it cuts a man's testosterone by a factor of 10, you know? Mm. So that's definitely that, that. And I'm because I think this is some of the things that I've always wondered as to why society has sort of progressed the way that it has, um, where, you know, despite eating more than our ancestors did, we seemingly have less testosterone than, than they do. Mm-hmm. And I always figured it was a, a cultural phenomena. It was something where, you know, we've, you know, change the culture of how we used to see things as men and even as women. And then, you know, time, time marches on type deal. Yeah. But then I started to realize it's more biological than that. That's just, it's a head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so atrazine's a cool one. Um, also tell me too. So, uh, I know I, uh, I kind of, <laughs> I actually did it. So I know a little bit more about GMOs. Um, and or at least I just have like one little fact that I think is cool. Um, like one of the things that came up in the Hillary emails in 2016 is uh, she was talking about like health issues that she was having. And one of her advisors was like, well, duh, you should get off GMOs. And she, like, I was just like, damn it. Like, you know, because there's all those things that came out, you know, they said something about JFK. Um, you know, like I think uh, Obama said he didn't want to get JFK'd or something like that, and it was like, all right, so oh, you just confirmed it. Um, no, you know, it's just there's so much. It was like, oh my god, there's like, you know, all the pedophilia stuff that was coming up with with uh, oh yeah, you know, like pizza, Pizzagate, and it's just oh, yeah. like pretty much like every. Oh, yeah. It was like everything. Like, I mean, the Rothschilds came up real hard, and it was like all these things that were like I almost thought it was like a joke. You know what I mean? It was like fuck, like you know, there might really be something here, but uh, no, GMOs. That was like a little side thing that I saw, but you know, that actually probably impacts our life more than if, you know, a few people in our government are pedophiles or something weird like that. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I mean, they're both significant problems, but you know, I would argue we deal much more up close and personal, if you will, with, uh, the well, no, I mean, the pedophilia makes me sick. It makes me absolutely oh, of sick. To my you and I both. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to bust that off at all. That's yeah. disgusting and, you know, there's a lot of things that I would like to have happen that I can't quite say on the podcast if it gets my drift. Um, Ooh, like but, what? Oh, you should say those things. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but what I'm, you know, the, the irony of, of GMOs is that, you know, I'm sure in the beginning they were initially created to make seeds and crops last longer. But, you know, just like the generations of, children getting doped up on you know psychotropic medication we have no real idea of what the side effects are at best yeah no that's the thing too it's like there's really it's it's almost impossible you need like multiple trial runs because like yeah uh, really irritates me i think a lot of the times like you know when they're when they're doing gmos i think it really is for like taste and uh nutritional value but like you just don't know the long-term health effects and it's not to say that these are no, like, you know, I'm eating cancerous apples all the time. 
but like you know they they really might have long term effects. Absolutely, I think that's something that you know whether by accident or by intention, we as a society tend to not really think about that too much. We tend not to think too much about long term effects of what we're really eating, what we're really um, putting into our bodies, if you will. And I think that's you know part of why you see these various different diets pop up every now and then. It used to be veganism, then it was the Atkins diet, now it's you know keto or primal or carnivore, whichever diet you come off. And I think that's kind of our, you know, the people that are aware, I think that's kind of their attempt of trying to find a diet that they can healthily eat. You know? So, um, you know, for the listeners out there, um, you know, if they want to, if they want to, um, you know, change their, their diet or eat healthier, you know, like, you know, what would you suggest um, for them, you know, if they don't really, maybe they can go to like Trader Joe's or maybe get what, like a farmer's market, stay local. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, my rough guess, and I'm saying this as a student on a budget, uh, the best places to kind of get it. Uh, I know it's owned by Amazon, so that makes you raise an eyebrow, but Whole Foods has pretty good vegetables. Oh, because it just sucks. Um, compare, at least, it is, it is. You have to kind of know what to look for and what to really grab, but yeah, it is expensive. Deal with Trader Joe's, it's, you know, hit or miss. All these, uh, has pretty solid solid food and i say solid and good compared to let's say your sea towns your shop rights things like oh, that yeah, those no, are going to be a bit like acne. quality food yeah acne yeah yeah so you're gonna have to go to kind of stores like that like aldi um trader joe's and whole foods that are a bit more premium priced but if you know what to look for if you have the time to sit down and look you'll be able to find some good food and of course farmers markets as well but you know, stay as local as possible. If you can go to the farm itself and buy the vegetables or go to the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, pick them out with your bare hands. That's how you stay healthy, people. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, there's a few good places around Philadelphia that I've heard of that are, you know, that are very good at what they do. Uh, the one off the top of my head is called Primal Supply Meat in South Philly. Okay. And they do their very best to make sure it's all pasture-raised, farm-raised, very, you know, clean animals, if you will. Now, is that actually um, environmentally sustainable, Geller? Because I feel like that's kind of a trade-off. Like, when people go organic, actually, a lot of those, um, I mean, a lot of it, like, uh, the farming methods they have to use are actually very in- inefficient. To a degree, but I think if it's, like, a, a small local um, farming method that it farms and using certain methods. Okay, I see, I see. Then it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be too bad. The problem is, and what doesn't help, is that a lot of, you know, big corporations slash big box stores will do what's called greenwashing where they'll put organic as a label on anything just to pass it off as organic. And that's, I think what, you know, kind of trips people up whenever they try to eat a little bit healthier in the beginning. Um, I mean, there's so many things that are marketed to look like they're, they're healthy and they're just full of sugar. So that's, that's like base level. That's like base level. Like, okay. Like you actually have to like look at the label and see what's in it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, that's, I think, one of the first things I did when I started attempting to try to eat a little bit healthier in my life. Um, I started to look at the label. I started to kind of see what is in there. Um, and not everything that's quote unquote organic is good for you. For example, carrageen is uh, not quite sure the spelling off the top of my head, but carrageen, you'll see it in like certain organic foods. That's not really healthy in and of itself. It's like a type of preservative that gets put in. Um, oh, yeah, food like, you know, wait, hello. 
Okay, you're, you're still here. Yeah, cool. I'm still here. Yeah, no, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be something evil that they're selling. It's just, well, screw it. We can make money off this. We'll... Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And that's admittedly, it's just not to say that it's always like, you know, people in, you know, smoke-filled rooms. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing, too, man. It's like, that's of... actually what I've kind of, it's been kind of progress for me with conspiracies, you know. It's, it's actually like a lot of these people think that are, some of these people that are in control of the world, like, you know, they actually think they're doing good. Sometimes they know that they're doing evil things. Yeah. Sometimes they don't care. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, and, and it, it's stupid to say that if you were in that position, you wouldn't do it either, which was really like a big turning point. Well, it's not I mean, like, yeah, you know, I just want to consider these people like alien lizard people or something like that. You know, it's like, this is something there you could feasibly, you know, be in, you know? Of course, yeah, and that's the, I guess, the ultimate test question of your life. If you got suddenly with, yeah, you're going to be a socialist then, you know, you know, (laughs) right? I mean, it works for China, but um, no, it's it's an interesting question. Yeah, and again, it's a. uh, I think it was Abe Lincoln who said, "If you want the true test of a man, give him power." Yeah, (laughs) and so that's something again to kind of really think about. You know, sure, some just wanted to make money off of it, but then again, some wanted to. some wanted to do good, and then it just ran away from them. You know. Yeah, right. Like Hitler, Hitler wanted to do good, do good, right? Oh, Let's avoid him, though. Yeah, <laughs> Stay on top. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, even feminism. It started out as okay, women's rights and all that, and then it just ran away from. You know, yeah, I mean, I sometimes think like um, um, they want to make certain feminists angry, so they just you know spout like hateful, like because I think like truth, like I think with feminism i mean like they do have like a lot of really valid points too but it's like the camera focuses on like that pissed off like 19 year old like uh you know like they'll they'll show like the ben shapiro's of like the uh of the feminist movement and it's like dude it just like debases like the whole movement you know it's like they'll they'll focus on like the alex joneses of of conspiracy theorists but like feminism it's like it's got some like you know it's it's so essential you know same with like racism too it's like you know they'll show like the they, they won't show stuff that that unites people together and it's just commonly true you know there's there's a, like a lot of unfair things that women have to deal with that society needs to face and, and just of course you know accept and and start growing from but you know if they're just gonna purposely try to divide us by showing the you know the person that's not making any sense when they talk you know i feel like that's that's the thing too there's like a ted talk i saw about um uh like this feminist who was uh she was always looking to demonize. She was looking for somebody that was like the mass, or the uh, the misogynist. You know, she was always trying to identify the misogynist, and she realized it was stopping her from like realizing the reality of you know the situations that she was like you know studying. Um, and it was like a really, it was you know, it was a really moving Absolutely. TED talk. You know, because I don't, I think anytime you start to say something like this, people say I'm like, oh, you're just trying to debase feminism. It's like no, like I'm really not. Like I'm really all for it. You know. I'm not saying I know best. I'm not saying I know best no, either, no. too. I mean, there's great feminist literature out there, too. So it's not not to say, like, you know, even a vast majority of it's bunk, you know. But anyways, so that's an aside. <laughs> no, no, 100%. And I, and, I, and I can agree with that as well to a degree. Um, I, I do think that initially feminism had notable goals and, you know, things of that nature. But unfortunately, again, it ran away with it. It's the same thing with affirmative action, perhaps in the beginning. It, uh, in the beginning, it was made to, you know, help the people that were downtrodden, African-Americans yeah. and people like that. But nowadays, you've ended up with, you know, 
pale, pasty white people literally lying that they're, you know, biracial. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know about that. Um, Latino in order to get, you know, government grants. And that, that I, something I find. I mean, if you can pass as a white uh... person, like, and people just treat you like you're white, then, like, I don't think you should get affirmative action because you get, like, white privilege. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't like when it's the conversation for another day. But, um, uh, but going back to the whole GMO conspiracy thing, I think it's something that, you know, the best thing that you or I or anybody else can really do, um, regardless of our budget, is kind of be a little more mindful about what we eat, um, be a little more mindful about what we're ingesting. And in a way, it goes beyond food. You know, we have to kind of start paying attention to what we, you know, because in a way, the media we listen to and what we think about is also brain food in a way. So we have food for a physical body, you know, what we eat and what we drink. And we also have, you know, the media we take in, the music we So you're saying go organic and go local. Yes, Hmm. that's pretty much the core of it. That's the best that you can do. Now, granted, some are going to be able to do it a bit better than others. Like, for example, I know for a fact I can't do full carnivore because, quite frankly, that's out of my budget. But... I can kind of adjust my eating habits and what I eat to be yeah. a little bit healthier in that direction. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's pretty common sense, yeah. too. It's like, you know, if, if you can afford it, definitely go local organic. Um, hmm. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's the, that's the drawback with common sense is that it sounds very simple and straightforward. It's when you try to implement it that that's a little, you know, that's where you end up with the. I also think too. So, like, say if people started, say if there was like an actual health movement program, because I feel like this ties into like general, like holistic health. Like, you know, if people start working out and eating healthy, you know, in their twenties and thirties, you know, how much like, um, how much healthcare costs for the country as a whole would just go down for people? Like, you know, twenty years from now, if there was like an an objective, like a a, a strong objective from the guy, like the top down like approach you know like get kids active in school more active because you know there's really no like you know there's just whole vast swaths of america where like the average kid is just eating fast food because that's the only thing they can afford yeah yeah and that's and that's what we ter- what yeah. term food deserts where it's like you can't oh no i lived in i lived in one uh i lived in one when i was at temple but luckily you know because like you know temple students are around there um of course, they had like a, a fresh grocer, yeah. which was pretty nice. But you know, you go ten blocks any direction, you don't see you don't see healthy food anywhere. You know, it's just corner stores and liquor stores. You know, it's so unhealthy. Absolutely, or or just constant fast food. That that's the other side of the coin in the sense where it's like a food swamp where, you know, there is stores and little convenience stores, but it's yeah. all like again unhealthy food. And that's I think where I started to really scratch my head about a few things where you know and i used to think it was just you know they used to just put those sort of stores in certain neighborhoods for a certain reason but then i realized no they did it to all the poor mm-hmm. people to all the working class people you know um and that's what the working class and the poor people of all colors end up with because that's all again that's all they can really afford you said yourself these waves of america are you know eating fast food because that's all they can afford or that's all they can out. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, too. I think, like, uh, why white people are starting to become so, like, woke is because, like, you know, all the shit that was happening to colored people, um, you know, just anyone that wasn't white. I mean, America used to, as we know, it used, was, was for white people. Like, when they talk about, like, making America great, that's, like, you know, the socialist stuff that was available to white people in the 50s. 
And, you know, I think um, I read an, in, an interesting article about, like, the Wall Street crash in 2007. It was like, you know, like, hipster white people were starting to join up because they were getting screwed over like everyone else had always been screwed over. You know, people that were just, like, um, like middle-class white people were starting to feel the sting of, you know, a rich class that now no, no longer cared about anybody. You know, it's, it used to be, like, white people just, you know, took the labor of blacks. And, you know, it, it just made our lives easier that we basically had, like, I mean, even after slavery was over, we just like we we didn't they weren't treated equally. They weren't economically equal, you know. No, I agree completely. There was systemic efforts in in place to kind of uh, yeah. push that on, and that I that part I can agree with. You know, the more you know left lefter side of things, um, and I think the reason why we ended up getting kind of put out odds with you know black versus white is that i'm gonna paraphrase a quote from who killed jfk and, by the way quick aside <laughs> I, oh, of course absolutely he did okay yeah oh that's my god be okay, i know a decent amount about, about, that. For a about that oh yeah no that's definitely gonna be our next episode for sure um but quick aside i've said for years that uh black folks in the america in america are the canary in the coal mine and whatever happens to them that doesn't get stopped spreads everywhere else um, for example, you know, welfare, um, the, the culture rapidly degrading into single parent homes, things of that nature. And, you know, yeah. this is starting to spread to the white people, too, more so the poor whites than anybody else. But let's be honest, the only time you notice um, is it when happens. Yeah, no, and that's, people, that's you know? the you thing, too, man. It's like, dude, guys. middle America, it's like, <laughs> you know, I think Martin Luther King would always point out, too. It's like, you know, there's twice as many impoverished whites as there are blacks but you know they they do suffer like way higher rates of of poverty you know and there's like just an entire like massive black towns that are just like and it's just like generation after generation it it is sick and twisted really i mean at the same time poverty is sick and twisted to whatever you know like some of the stuff that's happened in west virginia with like the pandemics or not the the opioid epidemic yeah no like the The opioids yeah Yeah. no it's it's like you know Like, what kind of white privilege is that? But then at the same time, it's like, sure, you know, it's not because of the color of their skin. They're, you know, they're written off as, like, white trash. But, um, yeah. No. Yeah. No, and this is admittedly where I got one of my mottos from. It's like, um, it doesn't matter as much your color. If you're poor, you're going to get treated equally like yeah. by the power structure, you know? And uh, LBJ, by the way, what I was trying to say was, he, I'm going to paraphrase a quote that he said, so I believe it was Bill Moyers. He said, um, if you let the whites and the blacks unify, um, they're going to stir up troubles. So what you do is you make the poorest white man. Richest uh, black man. Oh, so that was Lyndon B. Johnson that said that. Oh, yeah. man, what a cocksucker. Yes, yes. Uh, above the, above the, uh, the richest Negro and... He, if you do that, he won't even notice the poor white man. He yeah. won't even notice you're picking his pocket. <laughs> and I posted that quote a couple of my times on, on my Instagram and things like that. Uh, and I posted that MLK quote you mentioned earlier. But it's interesting the way the rich tend to step down on the poor. That's admittedly why I've swung a bit more socialist in recent uh, times. Um, since we're talking about opioids briefly, um, you want a real conspiracy, that's right there, you know? I mean, it's not even a conspiracy because, thing. like, you know, that's, that's like, right there. there are defendants that really? that won a case in court. <laughs> like, so it was legally proven. Yeah. It was legally proven. Absolutely. Yeah, it was legally proven. It's uh, 
that, I think, <laughs> I think that, and it's interesting because you have, quite frankly, a massive pharmaceutical company. And this is admittedly what pushed me more um, into being skeptical about you know, vaccines and pharmaceutical companies um, more than I was before because of that. Yeah, healthy because or not is not number one issue. It's you money created or not. a culture. Exactly. That's, that's our God. Money is our God. You are pushing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And to do that, you'll literally push drugs on people because that's what the Sacklers were doing. That's what Purdue Pharma was doing. You were you were you were a legal glorified drug pusher the same way that, you know, the, the urban communities get stereotyped as drug pushers. You've got you yeah, know, but the American people love a good Pablo Escobar story. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's. You That's know, why it's, I don't understand a, why, um, you know, it's, it's so funny. Yeah. Like America, like glorifies Al Capone, but you know, why didn't we love Hillary Clinton? She should have just come out and said, "Hey, I'm a gangster, and I'll have you killed." But at least I'm more competent than Trump. I don't really think either option was good. <laughs> Same this time around. I mean, like, I don't even know. Uh, no. I don't even know, like, what. I mean, yeah, I, I I will say I did vote for Biden this time. I normally go third third party. Like you know, I really think like a lot of things Trump was doing was destructive. But it was like, what in the fuck did I even just vote for? You know, like I did. I didn't vote for anything that's going to improve society in a positive way. I was just actually afraid. Like I know that one court justice nominee. I don't even understand why he he's from New York. I don't understand why he decided to be so flagrantly ignorant and why people in Middle America love him so much. I don't know like what his I don't even know what he really thinks. I feel like he's just kind of an empty vessel, but I can't wait to see him kicking and screaming, getting taken out of the White House. It's going to be great. (laughs) Oh, of course. You and I both. And I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very honest about this. Um, I don't even, I don't know. Like you don't even have to justify that for me. When people say, when people say you're the reason why so or so didn't win this or that, it's like, no, that's the 40% of the country that realizes that their vote doesn't matter because both parties suck ass. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And just sat out the the whole election. And since we're, you know, since you're talking about our love of outlaws and Trump and things like that, the reason why people in middle America especially love Trump is because they saw him as something of an outlaw. Yeah, an outsider. Yeah, he's going to drain the swamp. You know? Now, yeah. Yeah, but in reality, he had more swamp people than probably. Yeah, he had rich cronies. With the... I, I think he's like the third. Oh my god! No, but that was the yeah, funniest thing too. Is like when I started seeing some Biden commercials. It was like Trump and his billionaire friends. Like there was a commercial. It was like this guy's worth two billion. This guy's worth three billion. It's like, bro, like you were on fucking camera saying to like rich donors in New York, like, you know, nothing will fundamentally change, and I really nothing need you, Wall change. Street. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and admittedly, that's that you're, you're really <sighs> cynical about the political process. That's it right there. You know, neither side can. Yeah, this is why I'm not entirely an anarchist. I just think there needs to and, be some uh, kind of like accountability. There's no accountability in our country. Yeah, same reason why I'm a socialist. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, <laughs> because it's it's you know the reason why conspiracy theories pop up is because there's like bullshit that gets covered up. Yeah, no, there's a lot of lies that are happening. Exactly. Exactly. And on top of that, it's this sense of is the government incompetent or are they just malicious? And it's a mixture of both, you know? There are some days where they are, you know, actively malicious. And then there are some days where they're so incompetent. (laughs) They're like like with JFK, they didn't even cover it up well. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's like pictures of like dudes oh, with yeah, radios no, 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 and no, no, stuff no, no. and like so many eyewitnesses and there was actually no i you know i don't even understand too is like uh why they seem to there seems to be this like narrative like oh you can't even imagine like we can't even imagine why anyone would say like uh that it was an inside job like it wasn't even proven in court that he did it <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's it's and it's interesting because i think to me, that to me just shows a, a sense of naivety um, yeah of being naive because you know it's not at best it's not outside the realm of possibility that that's the way it happened at worst well it wouldn't be the first time the CIA tried to put color revolutions and, you know, take out leaders that they didn't like, as we can see. Oh, my God. I, we should, like, you got to find a list of, like, every country meddled with in the last, like, 50 years. It would be, like, three pages long. Yeah. Oh, God, we'll be here for a whole hour just listing off the countries. <laughs> I will say this, though, and this is admittedly why, you know, um, a lot of people, like, look strangely at socialists, look strangely at quote unquote the left. Because a large chunk of what we see is like the cultural left, you know, your SJWs, your um, abstract art, things like that. All of that was a CIA psyop. And I've I've started saying that more and more frequently because it was sponsored by this program called the Congress of Social Freedom. And it started out initially as a way to subvert the Soviet Union during the Cold War by you know, making media that was abstract, making nihilism a popular thing funneling uh, money and uh, ideas to the opposition. Wait, what do you mean by that? Horrible thing. Like, you, they, like they try to make the left look whack, okay, basically, so, to people. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they didn't want the Soviet Union to have any sort of strength, and let's be honest, America has never been really kind to its socialists. You know, Huey Long was assassinated. Uh, oh, that was, oh, Huey Long, was he? I thought he was a whack job. I mean, of course, of course, he would be painted as such in, in, uh, <laughs> No, but he had, like, really, I mean, 20 years from now, we'll read about Bernie being the most dangerous man in America, right? And I don't even think Bernie's oh, that far yeah, left. Yeah. I just, I think Bernie's admitted. just so common sense, dude. It's like, it's just no. so unsustainable what we're doing. Yeah, Bernie's a social democrat. He would be literally in the center in, in any European party. Far it's behind we are. You see, like, progress in the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Even in countries where you whether you like certain countries or you don't like certain countries, there's still a level of progress. And I talked about this in my last video on Instagram where, you know, countries stepped up and did things for their for their people. You know, either they paid them to stay home or they gave them... Or they actually had a plan or, and now they're not as uh, locked down they, as we are. So they don't even have to be handing out stuff anymore. Exactly. Or they made it like a national unifying event. They say, hey, let's all be patriotic. Let's all, you know, get this done, you know? The reason why people are against these lockdowns and, you know... Because it sucks ass. And, and everywhere else <laughs> because the government... One, it sucks ass, and two, let's be honest, the reason yeah, people no, don't the trust government the government has a history of lying. It, you know? We have... <laughs> they cried wolf. Yeah. That's, no, it's just, you, you've screwed up. You have no... Yeah, you've cried wolf so many times. You have no plan. You, quite frankly, would leave the working yeah, class. Yeah, no, they, were, they even, said they even admitted now. such. They were um, like, masks don't work. Oh, wait, they do. And that's the sign. And I get why they did that. Yeah, like, they, I do. And it sucks. Like, I, you know, I wonder how many more people died because of that. But like, in in the end, it probably ended up saving lives because like, if you didn't have enough masks for for hospital workers, I mean, if it's for the greater good, it's for the greater good, you know. Yeah, and it's uh, that's that's maybe a, a tough call type of deal, you know. 
But I think the reason why people are raging more against lockdowns is because they want to go know, get laid. If the business is closed, bars closed. <laughs> Not even that, but you know, if you have yeah, no, no exactly to work or to you know anything, what do you? How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? Most people I mean, this can't has work been, from home. You know? This has been the greatest case for UBI of all time. Oh, 100%. Andrew Yang was proven right a thousand times over. He's coming off as a prophet. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I thought he was cool. I really, you know, I'm glad, like, I didn't really like him. Like, he kind of, like, seemed, like, I know this is bad because he's, like, Asian. So, I know it's, like, I don't want to come off as being, like, oh, it's because he's Asian. I think he's soft. Like, you know, he did kind of seem, like, his, like, Uh, energy was, like, a little (laughs) off or something like that. I mean, I would happily take him over Biden. Right. He did seem a little too laid back sometimes. Yeah. Oh, God. He did seem a little too laid back. Yeah. He did seem a little too laid back, I thought. Yeah, but... my friend. Yeah, I think anybody, some of my smartest friends have all been behind Yang. But for me, I just think it's like Bernie can explain stuff simpler for people. Like, you know, I was definitely, definitely, ah, going forever about Bernie. I love that Jew. But. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. He's, he's, he's one of the cool Jews for sure. Oh, me I too. I was a huge Tulsi Gabbard fan. Oh, I she's still, badass. I, I still say to this no, day, no, I would never want to nominee. You know, women or... <laughs> If somebody wants to say, like, oh, you just wouldn't have voted for Hillary because she's a woman, it's like, no, I wanted Tulsi Gabbard in 2016. I was like, she's badass. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, you don't want, you know, oh, Kamala, she freaks me the fuck color, out. blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I would have supported huh. Tulsi Gabbard in a heartbeat. And I love the fact that she shredded. Oh, Tim my Ryan God. I know when Kamala she was talking Harris. about, like, the, uh, <laughs> like, the people that she threw in jail. Oh, my God. That was great. Yeah, that's that's why the DNC stopped inviting Tulsi Gabbard to debates. You know, even if she met the requirements and whatever, they kept changing the rules on her because, oh my gosh, what could we do? What could else. we? What would it take to get somebody like that in power? You know, no, that's impossible. It's impossible. The Bilderberg Group won't let it happen. <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> oh, that's another one we got to talk about. Is the yeah. Bilderberg Group. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. We're gonna write this stuff down, man. All right, brother, but I've got to head out. I yeah, this is, like a, this is like a this is like a a good length, I think, like thirty to forty minutes. Because I mean, for the average listener, I mean, we're always going to end up spitballing. I'd say maybe like a good uh, a good format would be like we have uh, you know like twenty minutes dedicated to whatever specific one we talk about at the beginning, um, and then you know give yeah yeah give our give ourselves you know, a little bit of time to like time. you know improvise and play some jazz, but. So um yeah, next oh, time yeah. I won't I have that, such man. a soggy brain from a Poconos trip, but <laughs> I was the foolish I was the foolish friar this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh, god, I'll I still feel tell, horrible about I'll that. Have to tell I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that's a little problem with the with the kitchen sink. It's cool. All right, brother, I'll talk to you. Yes.